Oh my god, hello everyone, and welcome to Clip the Podcast, a podcast about life, New York, and the real housewives that inhabit it. My name is Mark, and I'm a 25-year-old, non-vegan, homosexual, living in Manhattan, and I am your host. <laughs> I, like, can't believe I'm actually doing this. Um, creating a podcast, for me, feels a lot like working out, where I get super pumped and I'm like telling everybody I'm going to do it and I'm looking at myself in the mirror. I'm like, oh my God, like what's it going to be like when I have a six pack and you know, I'm just so excited and then I end up not doing it at all and my friends um, don't follow up because they feel too bad, but no, I'm actually doing this and I couldn't be more excited. Now listen, (laughs) I know everyone and their mother at this point has a podcast. Having a podcast is like if you were to go up to your friends and be like, oh my God, guys, like, don't judge me, but I just downloaded Twitter, like, hashtag team follow back. Like, I get it. I get it. Everyone has one. You don't have to listen to this one. I just, I had to do it mostly because no one was asking me to be on their podcast, but really, I I love podcasts. I listen to them all the time, and I love Real Housewives in New York. I watch it all the time. So I thought, what better way to celebrate season 11 of The Real Housewives of New York than to make my own recap podcast of it. So yeah, so let's consider this a passion project, if you will. Um, That's what I'm calling it in case this flops. But no, I'm so pumped. I can't believe we are over a decade long with this show. Um, To think we have 11 seasons now of a show that has nothing but insane wasted women fighting um and that's new york alone so it's really quite something and i just want to point out we are at season 11 um and for any crossover fans rupaul's drag race is actually um in season 11 which is kind of cool um it's two of my favorite shows starting their 11 seasons uh one comes on wednesday one um on thursday so which just a double-packed week of, you know, just great television. And and look, I don't want to get too emotional um, on episode one, but I just have to say, as a gay person, particularly growing up in the South, I could have never have dreamt that I could just turn on the show and um, go to a mainstream channel like VH1 and watch this incredible show of drag queens competing with each other. And then to think all I have to do is flip to Bravo and I can watch another show about drag queens competing with each other. I mean, it's just surreal at this point and um, something for which I'm extremely grateful. So, yeah. So, you know what? I just thought this would be a great episode to really delve into the taglines of the show as a warm up for both of us. Um, And by both of us, I mean me and like the three people that decided to listen to this. But um, the taglines for those that don't know are these one to two phrase blurbs each housewife says um, in the beginning of the episode um, that's layered over some really exciting um, elevator music. And that's what they kind of call a theme song, which don't get me wrong. I think that's genius. Um, Whatever intern came up with that idea, I hope is an executive now. But uh, the taglines sort of serve as, say, an indicator as to what we should expect of the season. It kind of sets the stage for the story arc of each respective wife. Now, some are a little more revealing than others. Some are just stupid, and we have quite a few of those this season. But as much as I'm a fan of the show... 
I can't say New York really comes with good taglines. Um, I think about the golden era of like season one where Luann's tagline was quite literally, I never feel guilty about being privileged. Uh, Now, that is so hilariously offensive and such an incredible indicator as to how far of a culture we've come since, what, 2008 when it first came out. I mean, if she said that this season, first of all, the show would, you know, be canceled. And then she'd be on every single Jezebel BuzzFeed um, Huffington Post article there is. Um, But it just it kind of baffles me that it's never come up in interviews that I know of. um, And she's never had to talk about it. I mean, it's just really it's just put in the past. We act like it didn't happen and we're we're moving forward. Um, I love you, Luann. But. Speaking of, uh, Luann's tagline actually opens season 11. Um, the Countess goes, and I've, I've written in my notes, um, I like, <laughs> you know, I've spent so many hours watching this show, you know, watching, rewatching, discussing, thinking about, um, dreaming about, and, and imagining myself in the Real Housewives of New York that, I about have my thesis at this point. So on my road to my doctorate, I've um, beginning to take notes for this podcast. So um, I'm a little nervous about copyright issues. So instead of the recording of the taglines, I'm going to just say them and I'm no impersonator. Um, but, you know, let's give it a go. Uh, so, yes. Yeah, so as I said, Luanne starts the tagline. She goes, I plead guilty to being fabulous. Uh, <laughs> I mean... A jail-related tagline is pretty predictable at this point. Kudos to her. I mean, she took a tumble. You know, that tumble that she took in Mexico was analogous to the tumble that she took in life because... Damn, Luann has been through been through a bit um, in the last year or so, and kudos to her. Um, I'm not sure how I could wake up the next day when there is a viral recording of me telling a police officer I'm going to kill them uh, while I'm wasted trying to get out of my handcuffs. But the Countess is resilient and she's steadfast and moving past this um, event. Um, So kudos to her and uh, love her for making a little little joke, a little reminder of what happened just a season ago. But during the off season, um, it's like an athletic reference, but I like to kind of stay privy to what's going on. I, I have fierce uh, Real Housewives of New York withdrawals, so um, I compensate by just Googling them and looking at their Instagrams. And I found, as I was perusing, an article uh, from page six that was basically saying that Luim was kind of delinquent in what she was required to do um, post her sentence or whatever. And what she had to do, according to this article, was 100 hours of community service and attending AA twice a week. And apparently, she has done about 50 hours of community service since then. And, you know, when you're a cabaret star, you get really, really busy um, and schedules get complicated. So, I'm sure there's evidence somewhere that she's attending them. I don't know if I'd be more or less inclined to drink if I saw Luann walk into one of my AA meetings. Um, Don't you just want to know what she's like during those? I get it. It's anonymous. We'll never know. 
but I'm sure she's hilarious. Uh, so, you know, kudos to you, Luann. You've been through a lot. Um, that plus getting sued by her own kids. I mean, it's been a lot for Luann. I, I hope she has a bit of a calmer season. We haven't seen anything too crazy in the news. So crossing my fingers that all will play well, uh, for her because she's been through a tough time, but, uh, can't wait to see what happens for her in this season. So moving on to Ramona Singer, her tagline is the only thing I settle for is more. Um, that's gotta be the most garbage tagline, um, I've ever heard. Um, so if you had any doubt as to who actually wrote those taglines, it's clear Ramona wrote hers. So I'm not even going to get into that tagline because there's nothing to really dissect, but I'd like to bring up that ageless by Ramona, Ramona's skincare line has officially launched. Well, I say skincare line. I think it's like one product, but Hey, it launched despite Bethany's predictions of it never happening. It took a little bit of time, but it's out. And there's also an Instagram associated with this line. It's called at ageless by Ramona, not sponsored, but certainly willing. Um, if you'd like to send some product over Ramona, but love to just bring attention to the Instagram. Now I took a screenshot and will Instagram this myself at, at cliff, the podcast follow, but just like her tagline, I think Ramona's also become the social media manager of this Instagram because I think the second Instagram is literally a pic of a picture of her skin product from a monitor. So like she's taking a photo of a monitor and so it's like all swirly and grainy and it looks like total shit and it's off-centered and it's hilarious. Um, so can't wait to try. Can't wait to see what the reviews are. Uh, congratulations, Ramona, um, on launching your skincare line. I really got to, you know, just bite the bullet and order it because I, I have to say one of my biggest regrets um, in life thus far is I've never had um, a drop of Ramona Pinot Grigio. Um, and if you Google it, it is nowhere to be found. I mean, Finding Ramona Pinot Grigio is about as difficult as it is to find documentation that Luann attended her AA meetings. Um, so if anyone's got a lead to Ramona Pinot Grigio, please slide into my DMs. I'd love to give it a try. I'd love to do a little tasting review. Uh, you know, who knows? But congrats, Ramona. Can't wait to see you on this season. You never ever disappoint. Um, sometimes your actions are problematic, but they are always entertaining. So moving on to Sonia Morgan. Now I have to say the winner of best tagline of the season for sure. And maybe of New York in general is Miss Sonia Morgan's with quote, people call me over the top, but lately I prefer being a bottom. Now I've never really thought about getting a tramp stamp, um, but when I heard this, I was really strongly considering because this is a work of art for a tagline. I don't know who wrote this, um, but kudos to you, Sonia Morgan, um, to all my gays following this. If you do not change your grinder bio to this tagline, you have missed an opportunity. Um, I love Sonia. She was friends with gays before it was cool to be friends with gays. Uh, so shout out because not everyone was friends with gays back in the day, but Sonia Morgan was Sonia Morgan, uh, protected the gay cartwheeling at recess. Um, she later went to homecoming with him and probably took his virginity. 
and now goes to drag shows with him and his Latin lover. So shout out to Sonia. Um, thank you for this reminder that you are an amazing ally and I can't wait to see what you do in this season because it is always amazing. Sometimes it does not make any sense, but it's always incredible. So moving on to Tinsley Mortimer game set. Now I need a match. Okay. Tinsley is like the person in the group project that doesn't contribute anything and still gets an A. How she's made it to her third season um, by basically just talking about her mugshot a lot and, you know, pining over this, you know, sweaty coupon dude. Um, I I don't understand how her narrative has been compelling to anyone. No, don't get me wrong. I think she's probably the sweetest. I think she'd be the easiest to get a selfie with in real life. Um, I love Tinsley the person, and I do think she brings a warm energy and kindness that often this show is void of. So she's definitely a a, a great addition. I just, I want to see a little drama. I want to see something crazy. You know, my threshold is throwing water on Ramona's blowout and slamming a fake leg onto a table okay my standards are high and if you're not gonna bring it then girl you step aside we got i'm sure we got applicants so i I, i'm crossing my fingers i'm excited for her um i really hope we kind of resolve this whole boyfriend thing i feel bad for her he clearly does not care about her um it was sad to find out that they are kind of open when they're not together um I really hope we kind of resolve this because it's getting a little old and I think she's amazing. I think she deserves a great guy and I, I he clearly does not recognize her worth or value. So on to the next tins, you're stunning. And I know she's, you know, has the inherent pressure of uh, wanting a child and getting married and having that fairy tale life that she has always envisioned herself having. But I don't know if he's the one. I don't know if he's the one girl. But good luck, Tins, our rookie. Um, You got this girl. All right. Moving on to our lead in the cast, Bethany Franco with When Life Gives Me Limes, I Make Margaritas. Did anyone know that Bethany Frankel made margaritas? I I don't understand. I don't get this. Oh, I thought you made jeans now. Like I, we all know you made the Skinny Girl cocktails. Stop telling us this. Uh, uh, it seems like all uh, Bethany does is cry or pitch her product at this point. Which don't get me wrong. That's I think that's genius. That's what you call business savvy. But I'd like to see. Maybe something warmer, uh, more inviting um, than than what we've been seeing in the past. Now, I understand we're about to open up right as she's dealing with the passing of Dennis. Um, I can't imagine going through a tragedy like that on camera. Uh, so I'm not taking away that. I, I predict that she's going to be highly emotional in the beginning. Um, and that, that's got to be just unbelievably difficult not to mention seemingly endless custody battle that she has with Jason I mean it it is a lot and maybe it does make sense why she is so emotional but there's a really fun 
uh, whimsical side to her that I think we fell in love with in the beginning. And if we could just get a pinch of that. Now, you can still fight with Ramona. I think that's hilarious. Please don't stop that. But uh, I'd like to see somewhat warmer Beth. But we'll see. We'll see from our lead. But... Yes, now last but not least, certainly not least, the inspiration of this podcast, Dorinda freaking Medley. If you've got a problem with me, it's your problem. Uh, you know, sometimes taglines are just one giant subtweet to another housewife, and I think this one is about Luann. Uh, call me crazy, but... Uh, you know, the season finale was pretty rough for that friendship with the whole Giovanni and the fact that Luann wasn't at the reunion. Therefore, there was no way for them to resolve this on camera. That means that is going to be at the forefront of the drama for season 11. And I couldn't be more excited. This is, uh, kind of an unexpected turn for their relationship. I never thought they would get in such a fight, but really if this show... If the show's history is any indicator, you pretty much end up fighting with everyone. You know, it doesn't matter how strongly you align yourself, you'll end up fighting with them at some point. I mean, think about Bethany and Carol. They were thick as thieves and then fought the entire season last season. So, you know, you never know. I really hope there's a healing for these two. I love them as friends. I think they're so hilarious. They are like the frat boys of the cast. Um, so I really hope they get back together because I hate to see Dorinda sad. I hate I hate when Luann's in a fight because she's just crazy and judgmental and dramatic. It's just like, I don't know. It's I, I want to see Ramona fight with someone. I don't want to see Dorinda fight with someone unless it's Sonia. But yeah, those are the taglines for season 11. I can't believe we're here. I can't believe it starts tomorrow. Um, I couldn't be more excited. If anyone made it this far in the podcast, thank you very much for your patronage. I really appreciate it. And stay tuned for the next episode, which will be diving into episode one of this incredible show. So yeah, um, have a great day. Have a great week whenever you're listening to this and talk to you later.